Yeah, 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 yeah. But the reason why Twitter blew up the way that it did is because people could could connect with celebrities like directly. Yeah. Like like it, it brought the average person to a celebrity closer, right? Yeah. That's Imagine what, that's what initially got it popping, but after that the Community kind of took over. Yeah. So yeah, imagine if you could walk up to, like, Beyonce. Hey, Beyonce, what's up? And, like, for her, like, she's like, hey, like, I'm in the metaverse. Like, he can't do anything physically yeah, yeah. to me. So now, like, more celebrities oh, get trust there. me. She's going to have paparazzi. And she's going to have, right. like, a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? Like, bro, stay. If Beyonce is in the metaverse, there's going to be a million avatars surrounding her all the time. <laughs> talking about, like, she can't yeah, move. Like, she's going to be chilling. So, hey, Beyonce. Hi. Yeah, yeah. Like, if Beyonce is in the metaverse, and people know that, but think it's like she probably changed her character. But Beyonce. listen to what you just said. If Beyonce is in the metaverse and people know, know that, that. And they want to go meet with her, yeah, people gonna hop on. Yeah, and well, meet with if, her, right? But the, I initially say if Beyonce is Beyonce gonna get in the metaverse. How about this? And I got. Get, and I got what do celebrities do all the time? Literally, so I was in Tulum. Literally, I, I passed by three or four billboards. They were all Beyonce and Jay Z advertising for Tiffany's jewelry. Yeah, three or four. Mm-hmm. Celebs love money. Okay. How about this? How about this? So they're gonna pay. They, they, what if they, what if Madden created a game in the metaverse and allowed you to have a player and you could just pay for upgrades? You could just like like as much money as you wanted for speed and for strength. Oh. You wouldn't play. You wouldn't play in the metaverse. This man trying to play Shop too lit. Pocket full of nickels blowing super drone. Uh, smoother than the Cadillac with cruise control. Doing what I do, you know. Welcome to First to 15, the only podcast that's trying to get you paid. I'm here with two time FFPC champion AB. Alongside him is our dynasty guru, Dio the Machine. Guys, listen, this has been a long, long season, but it's over. We back, we back. Yes. We got to talk about the playoffs a little bit, but before we talk about the playoffs, let's talk about how the season went. What did we learn from this season? And I want to start our first question. What's the biggest mistake you made in not grabbing that 500 bands? Man, biggest mistake is not three-peating, not having three (laughs) trophies up here. Man, I'm so upset. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, for me, I think mostly it came down to waivers. I just Mm. think, uh, you know, I feel like I did not – really hit the way I wanted to on waivers, whether it was the Cordell Patterson to get me through the regular season or an Amon Ross St. Brown to, you know, carry me to the title. Uh, You know, I had these guys on a few teams here or there, but really, you know, those type of guys you want to be overweight on uh, because it's really those guys, those like flex positions that are going to put you over the edge. The winning teams or the team, the elite teams, you know, uh, most of them obviously had the – Debo Samuels or the Cooper Cups of the world. So having those flex positions, I think, was so key. That and, you know, the other end of that waivers was, you know, not being able to hold on to certain guys. And I don't necessarily know that it was a mistake, but it was just sort of, you know, a sequence of unfortunate events. Uh, you know, one of those guys in particular was my highest own guy going into the season, which was Rashad Penny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, you know, we talked about it literally on a weekly basis, you know, any whispers on when he's coming back, on how he's, you know, how healthy it is. he is. And then even when he came back, 
you know, we had them basically on all of our teams and we stuck with them. We waited, yeah. we waited, we waited. And of course we had to play the, the Pete Carroll game and the uh, running back carousel game there. Uh, and it's just one of those things with fantasy football, you know, I think with any given player, really at any point in time, either whether it's in, within one year or over multiple years, you're going to be right. That player could like just be garbage for like mm-hmm. a couple of years. Like you could have yeah. been high on Cordell Patterson when he came out in Dynasty, and mm-hmm. he was just terrible. You know, his first couple of years in the league, or not, you know, not really usable from a fantasy standpoint. But this was the year, right. and so that's kind of how Rashad Penny was. So ultimately, it was an L, but it was one of those things where at the right time, say I was I wasn't high on him, but I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let me take a shot on him. He would have been like a league winner. So. For me, you know, I think waivers was where I think I could have done a little bit better job uh, in terms of hopefully getting me over that hump. Uh, and that's something I'll definitely be focusing on for next year. Now, Dario, we almost sat you in the center seat because you seem to be the big he winner. Been. He should have been in the center seat. You were pretty much the big winner out of the group this week. Uh, this season, you had a lot of teams to make the playoffs, uh, make a real run at the tournament. But what caused you to not necessarily? Nah, 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 nah. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We need stats. How many teams did you have? I didn't put stats last time either, man. I I know. Okay. How many teams did you have, and how many teams made the actual playoffs? Man, look, I don't do stats, but ballpark. Ballpark. No, no, I'm not here for that. Okay, this man. Eighty percent clip. Eighty percent made the playoffs. Eighty percent plus. Let's just put it that way. Hey, look, I don't do stats, anyways. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he had a lot of teams. But real quick, <laughs> the point that we just made as far as Rashad, Rashad Penny, because I actually was hiring Rashad Penny coming into the season from a dynasty standpoint. Um, I don't know if y'all recall, we actually talked about in the pod. We were talking about the fact that the Seahawks hadn't brought in anybody new right. to join Carson. Um, yeah, they paid Carson, but you know it's a it's a committee type league now in backfields. Mm-hmm. And they, they hadn't made any significant moves considering the fact that Penny was in a contract year. Um, remember, he was a first-round pick, so, you know, he, he, they expected – I mean, they, they knew he was talented. So, Penny was a good a good player to have on your team. But the problem is Penny, for majority of the season, was not usable. Yeah. Not only not usable, he was barely rosterable. Yeah. He was, he was in and out of the lineup, the, the games he did play – he wasn't producing anything. So I wouldn't say it's a mistake to not have drafted nor held him because I get it. Yeah. I think – and I don't even want to say if it was a mistake. I think if the odds were in your favor, you happen to pick him up at the right at time. The right time. Yeah. Because I think in every league, there was a point where Rashad Penny probably hit the waiver wire. Yep. I'm not going to obviously say 100%, but in most leagues, even if a team drafted him from the jump, they likely dropped him at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if players ended up picking him up, they probably dropped him again later because, mm-hmm. shoot, I'll tell you, for me personally, I had some teams where I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you absolutely. Know, so, so the question's not, you know, you know, I didn't keep him long enough because even if you would have let him go, you probably would have had a chance to get him. The, question, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the thing was, were you fortunate enough to have picked him up at the right time? Because the, the, once he came in and he got that job and got the work, it was gangbusters. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, we talked about it. And Pete Carroll's one of those guys he's hard to, like, listen to. Right. Mm-hmm. But right. there was something about it. To me, it just, like, everything lined up perfectly. You know, Carson was out. Collins was hurt. Pete Carroll, people were talking about whether or not he was going to lose his job. The offense was struggling. 
And we know Pete Carroll likes to run the ball, and we know that he was one of the primary guys behind drafting Rashad Penny. So that's when I sent that text message out to the group. I was like, you know, that first week he went off where we just weren't sure whether or not to start him. I said, this just seems to be like the, the perfect time to start him. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to take that leap of faith and put him in the lineup. And, I mean, I definitely didn't see him producing the way that he has mm-hmm. been doing thus far. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes yeah. next year. And keep in mind, he is, and like we just said, he's a free agent, so yeah. it's going to be real interesting. But as far as the mistakes I feel like I made, mm-hmm. real simple. I did not have enough Cooper Cup. Oh, yeah. I did not have enough Jamar Chase. I didn't have yeah. enough JT. And, and, I, and, you know, it's obviously duh. You know, those are the players that actually yeah. hit this season. But I guess we're, really what I'm saying is I, I didn't diversify enough to – In the right way. To, yeah, to have a fair share of those players. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's crazy. None of them were players where I was off. Yep. I felt like I wasn't yep. good. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's weird. Like, say, for instance, the Rams. I like that they brought in Stafford. Yeah. I've just I've kind of been a fan of Robert Woods games for a while. Yeah. You know, when in reality Cup and Woods games are not that significantly different. You know? Mm-hmm. They're both guys that can be possession receivers, get a lot of targets, you know, and can be really good run after the catch. But when it came to drafts, I was drafting Robert Woods like crazy. Yeah. Because I was just so biased to Robert Woods yeah. and not saying to myself, these guys are literally to some extent, in the same type of position, mm-hmm. it can go either way. Yeah, right, right. The, the term you like to use hedge, I could have hedged yeah. and said, yeah. you know what? Yeah, I like Robert Woods so much, and I got a fair amount of him. Now let's, let me start focusing on getting more cup. Yeah. Just just in case. Yeah. You know, and the tie went the other way yeah. on me. Um, same thing with Jamar Chase. Um, I was getting a lot of T. Higgins. Yeah. But again, I was getting T. Higgins because I liked the situation. Right. I could And I had a, a few Chase. Problem with me with Chase is Chase was going so high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like a rookie wide receiver going that high. Yeah. yeah. But still, I liked the situation, but I was focusing more on Higgins. Yeah. I had a good enough Higgins. I could have said, okay, let me now get more yeah. Chase. Just to even out because I might have yeah. been, I might, and I, I was on the right wavelength. Yeah. Just I didn't pick the right option there. Yeah. You know, um, same thing with the coach running back. When the season started, I didn't like JT being taken as high as he was going. And in retrospect, it was, probably wasn't even high enough. Yep. But I just didn't mm-hmm. like where he was going. He was going yeah. like in the mid first. Yeah. yeah. But there got to a point where he started going in the back of the first. Yeah. Remember that controversial uh, draft you had? You uh, got him in the right. second. The second. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. and he started early, living around yeah. back end of the yeah. first, early second. I could have said, you know what? I wasn't getting him before. Now let me go in yeah. and start stacking up. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I wasn't. So yeah. those are the mistakes I feel like because I feel like I had the guys I locked in on. Yeah. And for me, I was more excited about the fact that the guys that I was locked in on, they were slipping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was getting this guy in the fifth before. Now I'm yeah. able to get him in six. Yeah. But here's that, the thing. That's where I was and happy. So. And let me just piggyback off that real quick before I forget this. Season two, one of the things that I think we're gonna, that we need to hit on and really talk about is the idea of diversification. Mm-hmm. Because I think there are ways that I don't want to diversify in terms of just trying to get every player that's out there. Mm-hmm. But there are ways that I do want to diversify. And the point that you brought up between Cup and Woods or uh, a T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, because it could have been a situation where Cup was still balling out, but Cup was the one that got hurt. Exactly. So those are situations situations where I want to, I need to learn to be better in terms of, you know, diversifying and not necessarily going all in on one player when both have a significant chance of succeeding. You're never going to be on every single player that hits and I think that's okay, Mm -hmm. but you also don't want to discount players that have that potential of hitting. Right. Right. Also, another thing as far as waivers are concerned, and I didn't make this mistake this year because I actually did pretty well on waivers. But a lesson I learned from me doing as well as I did is 
take chances on as many places as you can, especially when they're cheap. Mm. Yeah. You know, like yeah. like my, when I picked up Dearness Johnson, it was a chance pickup, but he was so cheap at the time. That was a good call. Uh, it, it wasn't yeah. like I didn't have to worry about yeah. the next week when it became yeah. expensive. And because even when the, he was a waiver wire ad, he wasn't a sure thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he was expensive to some extent, but still you weren't sure, like, is he going to hit? Yeah, I remember right, us right. having that discuss, discussion, Dearness or, or Devontae Freeman, yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it was still like, we don't know. Yeah. But the fact that I was able to get him so early when he was, like, I got him for like a dollar or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same now, thing with Cordell Patterson. Now, exactly. Now yeah, I yeah. see how it play out. I liked it. I got this league winner for nothing. I still have all this money. Yeah. Well, that takes and, me to the next thing. Let's talk about process for a second. Would you guys change anything about the process, about about how you went into the season, how you drafted, just the just the overall process of building these teams? Oh, absolutely. Uh man, you y'all thought I was hungry before. <laughs> <laughs> man, I do not like losing. <laughs> as crazy as it sounds to like not be able to like win a, a third time in a row, I am like pissed off about it. Like yeah. I'm like ready to draft for twenty twenty two right now. <laughs> uh but in all seriousness, I think uh, you know, last year I definitely took some time off just, you know, for a variety of different reasons, just to relax and and kind of get away from it. Uh, this year, you know, you'll take a little bit of time off, but I think what I'm going to try to do is really stay up with the news. I'm going to do a little bit more from a dynasty standpoint, as far as understanding and getting a really good look at the players that are coming in. Mm-hmm. I st- I'm still going to wait until the draft before I fully evaluate it. Cause I, I really, I'm a strong believer in that where they go is more important than who they are mm-hmm. in, in many situations. But uh, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to start the process a lot earlier on. And I think one thing that I'm going to incorporate this year that I think I actually did the years before, but just kind of fell off this year is I'm going to do more best balls to start off, even mm. if it's the cheap dollar best ball. And when I do the best ball, I'm going to do it in a way where I'm seeing every single pick that's being taken. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily just worried about my team, but seeing every single pick that's being taken. So I have... I make sure that I understand all the players or really have a good assessment of all the players that are in the player pool. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll do a bet I'll, I'll do a better job of being prepared when I enter FFPC or the NFFC depending on what large field tournaments that I enter because I felt like this year not doing the best ball and then just jumping straight into FFPC mm-hmm. and I saw it like the my first few teams were just like they really weren't that good, and I don't think many of those teams made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But then once I got comfortable, once I got familiar with the player pool, like Same here. those, those yeah. teams just sort of kind of took. So starting that process earlier and I think incorporating best ball will allow me to have a better chance. But otherwise, I think everything else is pretty much status quo. I'm not upset at all about you know not being on certain players. The winning team this year, I think, drafted one team in the FFPC. Right. Uh, I think the main event team uh, that won, those guys, I mean, they drafted an unbelievable team. But I think – I want to say that team had Joe Burrow, and I mm. want to see it was picked up off the waivers. If I'm wrong, y'all let me know. Uh, but I don't even think they That's drafted crazy. Joe Burrow. So, you know, there's yeah. a lot of different ways to win. And I think that the way that I constructed, you know, my teams, you know, the players that I was on, the players that I would, you know, that I decided to fade, I think for the most part, like I was, you know, what I like to consider, you know, uh, better than the field. Mm-hmm. I never think I'm going to be 100%. I just need to be better than most better mm-hmm. than the rest of the field and i think from that standpoint you know if i were to go through and do like my own personal rankings i think i was you know uh i did pretty good so but best ball starting a little bit early i think that's that's what i'm gonna do mostly uh going into 2022 dial anything that you would change about the process going into the season 
Oh, going into the season. Uh, I was or, thinking. Or just preparing for the season. season. I was thinking in season. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but going into the season, no. Nah. I, I think I did everything great. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 we, I think this year, I think we... 48-53. No, I think this year, I probably the best I've ever been in fantasy only because of maybe this show, us constantly being able to bounce ideas. Because I have mm. my own, I've always had my process. I, like, you know, I do my own thing in my own little cave. Yeah. But yeah. being able to shout my craziness to, to something else, mm-hmm. getting feedback. Because the feedback told me two things. Number one, it told me, first of all, is it something other people, well, let me not say two things, but it told me, number one, it's, it's, are other people feeling what I'm feeling? Like, right. is, it something, is this a similar sentiment? Am I chalk for, for what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, it tells me, am I so crazy that I'm tripping? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, man, this, like, you're really off the wall with it? Or, because sometimes I'm so convinced of things, like, it don't matter what the response is, I'm mm-hmm. so sure of it. So when I get a response where it's like people ain't on it, I'm excited. I yeah, go, like, oh, so I've just found this first. Right, right, you know, right, so that, right. that's what that's what I'm being like. Okay, so I'm on it before the rest of the field is on it. That's what I'm really like. Huh, what can I do with this information? Yeah. You know, I start trying to get in the lab. Um, so again, I don't, but I like the way we were kind of bounce ideas. I dove in deeper. It was mm-hmm. almost like I think with me and Abby, and now with you know with you and, and Dorsey, I think mm-hmm. our competitive juices fl- flowed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. This year than normal, because uh, like you were making a comment one of our last po- or one of our pods in the past as far as one day you were just tra- trying to count how many texts we had. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, me and Abby weren't texting that much. No. We yeah, text okay. a lot, yeah, but yeah. not that much. No. Yeah, yeah. And w- when we first started, you weren't texting as much, right? And Dorsey right. wasn't texting as much, right? I think next year, if all four of us stay, and then you know we we'll probably ask somebody else, yeah, I think we might go even harder. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, so, yeah. So I feel like. This in, this year I did the best. Now of course it's always a building thing, like brick by brick. Mm-hmm. For like every year that passes by, I get closer to whatever the big thing is in my life is going to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People become millionaires any age. You can win it when you're young, win it when you're old. But mm-hmm. every time you play, you're getting closer to that time you you end up winning, right? Right. So I do think it's brick by brick. Um, but as far as in in season process, because mm-hmm. again that's what I thought the question you were asking me is, I need to learn, and I, I haven't really learned how to yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm still trying to master how to work the using my fab dollars correctly. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and especially, I, I have a big problem when I have a, a whole lot of leagues because mm-hmm. I end up bidding the same way. Mm-hmm. But I know the best way for me to approach fab dollars is how everybody bids in my specific leagues. Right. right. There's some leagues where people bid high. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's some pe- le- leagues where people bid real low. You know what I'm saying? If I if I paid attention to how each league is bidding, I can probably work my waiver wire better. But again, that's yeah. that's more so me being lazy, just trying to learn from my mistakes. But I think that's where I need to work on my process. All right. Well, it's time to move on to the playoffs. Listen, FFPC does a playoff challenge where it is it's not a best ball, but it's essentially your entire roster is is accumulating. I wasn't gonna play points. this year, man. You wasn't? I wasn't going to play this year. But you ended up playing. I ended up playing. <laughs> ended up playing. You can't stay away. Yeah. I, 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 I need I, it. Yeah. Got to have it. Crack, yeah. I just needed <laughs> it. I, I would, I, for a long time, like when y'all were talking about it, I wasn't even paying attention because I didn't care about the matches. I was yeah. just going to watch the playoffs, just watch yeah. it. Yeah. But um, Just be a fan. Yeah. Don't you miss those days, though? <laughs> Not really. There was time. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Okay. Little bit. That's what I do with my Texans. 
Yeah, before the playoff yeah, challenge, because yeah, yeah. I just started the playoff challenge, what, last year? Yeah. yeah. Or maybe the year before? Before that, mm-hmm. there was no playoff challenge in my world, so I was able to watch the f- yeah, 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 comfortably. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to live that it was life. Your, it was your yeah, off-season. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. now I can relax and just watch it. Now the playoff challenge is like, I got to be stressed again. Got to watch yeah. every game, yeah. every play and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so of all of the teams that make the playoffs, you are to choose one player from each team, and the player with the highest points wins another $500,000 pot. Yeah. Obviously... Uh, with the format, two teams cannot be rostered. AB, what are the two teams that you're fading heavy going into the playoffs? Uh, probably team that most people are fading. That mm-hmm. would be the Philadelphia Eagles for the most part. Uh, and the the second team is, you know, it, it for the most part depends. Uh, sometimes it's the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it is, uh, the Cardinals, believe it or not. I think I maybe have Mm -hmm. one team that I potentially am fading them. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the, um, I would say the other team that I'm potentially fading would be the Patriots. Okay. So those are you, that's usually the pool of teams where I'm, you know, if I'm not rostering, it's coming from that. But then there's also the partial fade too. Mm -hmm. So those teams also go into the partial fade. And the partial fade for me is basically rostering, you know, a player or position from one of those teams in the kicker or defensive spot. So, Mm. okay. That's interesting to me because when I hear that, because here's the thing with this playoff challenge, it's like this playoff challenge to me is totally different approach than redraft. Mm-hmm. I think this is more DFS approach, DraftKings approach, which right. we play all the time. You mm-hmm. know, I love DraftKings. Um, so when I'm that's hearing, not an ad. When no. I'm hearing Abby say that, because you know I have my own thoughts. I haven't really haven't bounced my thoughts. This is the first nah, time I was talking. Real quiet. Yeah, this is the first time I was really putting our thoughts out there about we all right? we all about to hear this for the first yeah, time. Right, right. <laughs> I've yeah, be, be in my lab, man. I be in my lab yeah. trying to block out the noise because I feel yeah. like things bias people so much, yeah. Yeah. and I'm, I'm a victim of it. Like I yeah. understand my, that's a fault yeah, of mine, yeah. so I really just kind of have the earmuffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've been pushing propaganda too. So. So when I hear Abby say that, because honestly, if you okay, if you were asking me that same question, mm-hmm. you said with the two teams, Abby just went off like six for whatever reason. Yeah. My two would have been uh, the, uh, what was the first thing you said? Eagles. Eagles and right. Cardinals. Those are my two. I agree with you. But, but I, I, agree thought, with you. I thought the world wasn't on the Cardinals. I thought people thought maybe the Cardinals were, were a favorite. Mm-hmm. I think they actually are a favorite. Maybe I'm, no, I'm missing. I don't think that okay. Favorite, yeah. I thought people were high on the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody's off the Eagles. Right. But I thought my Carl's my secret. But now that he said that, yeah. what my mind now tells me is, hmm, maybe I need to read. Then now I got to pivot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, yeah. I, because in a contest like this, again, with DFS and DraftKings, the way I approach my, my, my um, daily sports is I try to be against the grain. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do that with all things, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I try to be contrarian. I don't want to be chalk. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I want to yeah. be ahead of the field, not with the field. Yeah. So if, if I'm hearing him say that and he's, and he's thinking that way, because... Again, he like you just said, he be pushing propaganda. Right, right, right. He, he, reads, he reads stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, he yeah. sees stuff. Yeah. So if he's saying that, that means probably there's another, there's a whole demographic of people that probably agree with what he's yeah. saying. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say this. I will say this. Uh, when I put together my playoff teams, this was actually just really just me straight off the dome. Okay. Because I feel like this is very different than preparing for the regular season. Okay. To me, I don't really need anything else. Okay. I have I 17 weeks of... NFL games where I've watched almost every single gotcha. play from well, every single well, team. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. So what I what I did was like an, 
immediately after that uh, that Rams uh, or sorry the uh, Chargers uh, Raiders game, immediately I went and filled out, out my bracket. Bracket, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when I filled out the bracket, I mean, like I had to really sit there and think. And then I was just like, wow. And I initially thought I was like, okay, I'm con- I think I'm contrarian here. Mm-hmm. I think I'm against the field here. So rather than kind of saying, okay, I got to come up with the, all these wild, you know, uh, or these, uh, you know, variant plays, mm-hmm. you know, try and get, you know, a random player in here or there mm-hmm. from a team. I said, you know what? I think I differed just enough from the field mm-hmm. that I'm going to have a strong core that's probably going to be chalk. Yeah. But then I'm going to focus on these areas where I think I'm a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of go from but, there. But, even, but when you said that, and then Chris also backdoors like, yeah. yeah, I'm off the Cardinals too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now my mind's like, damn. But that's yeah. literally one team. And I think I have like eight or nine teams. That's one team that may not have a Cardinals. Okay. It, it's Eagles across the board, and then for the most part, it's pretty much between Pittsburgh and New England. Well, again, so those are my two teams, if yeah. you were going to mm-hmm. ask me that question. Mm-hmm. Um, but, with, again, with what I'm saying, and here with the list Abby just made, I typically would try to make a team where it's like a team he didn't mention at all. You right, know, like, right. I mean, definitely not the Bucks. I don't see there's any way the Eagles beat the Bucks, but like a yeah. team like the Bills mm. be my one team that I fade or something like yeah. that. Because, yeah. they, okay, put it like this, hypothetically. First of all, we know this game that the Bills are going to play is going to be in bad weather. Yep. yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, bad, cold weather. Cold, cold weather. However you want to call that. Yeah. Cold, and Josh <laughs> Allen has even said himself his feet get numb or he's, he has some kind of complaints playing in the cold, right? Mm-hmm. Say Josh Allen doesn't do a, have a great game. The, the Patriots are good stopping the pass. Mm-hmm. And say for some reason Devin Singletary or Moss don't have a good game or they split. So yeah. neither of them have a really great game. Mm-hmm. And the Bills lose. Yep. Fading the Bills would have been a great play. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And nobody's doing it. Yep. Nobody's doing it. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's that easy. And then and yeah. then you look back after the fact and be like, damn, why not even consider this? It's so, it so obvious. E- yeah. yeah. It's it was so, so obvious. obvious. But this is the this is the issue with that. This is the issue that I have with that. And I don't think that that's a bad strategy whatsoever. And my approach to playing this playoff challenges, you know, when all this started, I think when we started initially talking about the playoff challenges, probably three, two or three weeks before the NFL season ended, I was like, mm-hmm. man, based off of the teams that are gonna be in, I was like, I got a, I got, I have a pretty good sense of like who's gonna like advance. I think mm-hmm. this is like week seventeen. I was mm-hmm. like, I feel very confident. And then week eighteen happened, and then we had our final bracket. And I was like, man, I do not feel confident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I do not feel confident. It bigger. So the way that I'm approaching is like, look, you know, it's the NFL. Anything it can, can happen. happen. Yeah. yeah, we're always surprised. We're always shocked. There's always upset. There's always an unspeakable that happens. Injuries happen. Mm-hmm. Then throw in COVID. Throw in all these other things that could happen. Yeah. So you gotta, you know, as a player, you gotta figure out. Okay, number one, like how much money can I lose and not feel like just completely just like devastated by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm two, trying to figure that out yeah, as we speak. Two, like can I can I play this and have fun? If you can't have yeah. fun, I, I feel like you should not be playing the playoff challenge because yeah. just too much can go on. As far as like, you know, you know, especially because it's such a large field and there's only so many different ways where you can, you know, deviate. Mm -hmm. And then three, you got to decide, like, are you someone who's like, you know, I want to deviate, you know, I only want to play a couple teams, but I'm going to, you know, these couple teams are going to be zebras Mm -hmm. and I'm fine if they don't hit. But man, if they hit, I'm good. And I know that I'm doing that, Mm -hmm. you know. And for me, I'm like kind of the opposite. I'm like, okay, look, I just want to go based off of what I think. Mm -hmm. And hopefully what I think is just off a little bit. And I have like, you know, like, you know, like I don't have any Mike Evans, you know, Mm. it's pretty much all four net and then maybe a Gronk here. And basically no Brady, you know. Yeah. Uh, same thing with like a mixing. Like I have like 
pretty much almost all mixing. You, like giving like actual. Man, I get. It. I don't care. People don't listen to me. I, that's what I've learned. Yeah, people don't really. <laughs> I think. Remember, when I was throwing out, you know, Brandon Cooks, and I was throwing yeah. out. Are we going to talk about yeah, the matchups a little bit? Yeah, what, or is this? Is that what we're talking about now? Well, so that was going to be my next question, yeah. which was actually going to be just a little more pointed than that, which was, if you had to think about like the actual games and the matchups to come. Yeah. Which matchup do you think is going to decide it? Like, like if you if you had to look back at the end of the season, which game do you think is going to decide the the winner? What's going to be the about most wild card weekend? Just in general, like, what do you think is going to be the game to it's decide? Got to be that Dallas San Dallas Francisco San Francisco. Game. Yeah, got to be that Dallas San Francisco game. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. I think so too. And I thought I was different from everybody else in thinking. Okay, I think San Francisco is going to take this, but mm-hmm. I think it may be fifty. I think most of us think San Francisco. Yeah, I think most of us think, which is weird. And again, it goes back to what I was just saying. I thought I was, I was, I was on the minority, but now I'm hearing more people talk like I'm talking. Maybe most people are thinking the Cowboys are going to lose. Yeah, which is sad. And I'm like, this is not even coming. Like, this is not the cowboy hater in me talking yeah. whatsoever. It makes it so difficult to make lineups because I've tried. I've made a lot of lineups with no cowboys. Cause Actually, like, and that's the and mo- and they've mostly been the partial fade. Yeah. But I have a lot of lineups that don't have any Dallas skill players. Yeah. But then I'm like, man, but I see, I could easily see them winning. Of yeah. course, they're right, the favorites. Right. You know, right, they're at right. home. And the other thing that makes them an easy fade from a skill position player standpoint is that like. So many different players can go off on any given game. Right. You can right. see a game where Schultz catches two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see a game where Amari Cooper goes off. You can see a game where C.D. Lamb goes off. Where Zeke goes off, really. Where Zeke goes off. Yeah. Or where Tony Pollard goes off. Yeah. So I have one Dak team, and then I think I have, and this is where again where I'm differentiating. I have one Cooper team because I think if they do lose against San Francisco, I like Cooper's matchup. Mm-hmm. You know, over C.D. Lamb's based off of you know you know cornerback matchup. Are we so, gonna go through all these matchups? Not all I do have thoughts on every single matchup I want to get out. But let's talk about the Bengals-Raiders game. Okay. Why not that being the most Bengals. critical? Bengals, yeah. <laughs> the Bengals, right? Yeah, yeah. What is it? What is it? It's fine. It's is fine. this a Darrell person? No, no. We don't got time. We don't got time. Versus the Raiders. Uh, why isn't that the most important game? I mean, Wait, but what do you mean by important, though? I think every game is important to get right, though, because the thing is, you're right. I think that's one too. Jamar Chase, let's be honest, is the reason why a lot of guys made a lot of money during the regular season, especially during that playoff Mm -hmm. run. He went off. I think that game, getting that game right, is probably the most important thing because I can also see Hunter Renfro being the or Josh Jacobs or Josh Jacobs. Do you okay? That's the game I'm heading Again, are we going to talk about these matchups? Let's talk about the matchup. Let's talk talk about this matchup. And I'll tell you how I feel about this matchup. Good. I I don't think Josh Jacobs has the greatest matchup, first off. I don't think he's going to be as successful. I think the the Bengals' run defense is going to be able to contain him. Now, I might be totally off. I'm just telling you how I see the game. Yeah, yeah. Hunter Renfro scares me. Now, Hunter Renfro ended the season well. But also, I want us to also take into consideration that Waller was gone for so long. Mm -hmm. And with Waller now coming back... Waller was the safety blanket for Carr, major, you know, beginning of the season. The, it wouldn't be so, now. I'm not saying Renfro is not gonna is gonna be totally eliminated, but I think Waller is gonna eat into all those targets we were getting from mm-hmm. Renfro so much. And then you know, touchdowns are fluky. Um, so I'm a little nervous about Renfro. I think Waller's in a great spot as far as the the Bengals. I like all their options. I actually think the Bengals are gonna beat these Raiders. Like I don't yeah. even think it's gonna be. Right. Much of a question, right? right. Personally, and Me too. I, I do think all the skilled players are viable. Mm-hmm. I think 
people are probably going to to kind of venture over to the chase side with things, but I I don't think people should forget how well Higgins has played mm-hmm. in the back end of this season. Um, I mean, Burrow is almost one of those quarterbacks now where it's like he's just throwing it to the guy who's open and everybody's open because Boyd gets work too. Boyd scored a touchdown, I think, at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So it could literally be any of them. I, I do think the field is mostly going to be on, on Chase, which allows you to pivot to Higgins if you want to do that. Um, but I do think it's going. The Bengals are going to pretty much take care of this game. I think something is to be said with the emotion that the Raiders went through on this last game. Oh yeah, that end of the game, going through all that overtime, late night game. Yeah. Um, not knowing who they're going to play. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because if it's tied, it was going to be the Chiefs. You know, if they win, it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And there, I think people were saying there was a consideration during the game where they were like, "Let's tie." Yeah. You know, so yeah. Um, and flying across the country too. I mean, yeah, like right, is, right. So I got a lot of good reasons why I just. I, but me, but uh, that's just that's just how yeah, I see it. Because yeah. here's the thing with these playoff challenges anyway, and we didn't we didn't mention this at all. Maybe we did mention it. I the way I approach it, you have to tell yourself a story as far as how the playoffs is going to go. Mm-hmm. Like it, you can hedge and probably be in the mix, but to truly be. At the top, in my opinion, you have to say this is what's going to happen, and it has to play out as close to that as possible yep. yeah. to win. And if I'm going to do that, I got to not say, okay, this team is winning this game, this team is winning this game. Mm-hmm. When I see that Bengals game, I mean, keep in mind the Bengals have been, have been, you know, offensively like outscoring everybody, mm-hmm. like like crazy numbers offensively. Mm-hmm. So. I do think they're going to succeed on that side of the ball. The question is, how are they going to be able to hold back the Raiders, in my opinion? Mm-hmm. And I just see them as being able to do so. You know, so that's why I see that game playing out that way. Um, but, I mean, I know you, you think the Raiders have a higher chance of winning. I think yeah. it's a 50-50. Yeah. And I don't have a lot of data, stats. You know, I mean, I think, I think all the points you brought up are valid. Them playing late Sunday night, you know, got to play away. Now, I'm not saying – I wasn't saying gospel. I was just saying that's yeah, how I just – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing. No, 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 no. I understand. I understand. Uh, I just – there's something about this Raiders team that I've just been seeing like over the last few weeks. And to me, it really started when they beat the Colts, uh, the way that they beat the Colts. Uh, and really, you know, when I'm looking at the games, like I, it, I think it's easy to sort of get caught up in some of the highlights and get caught up in like some of the magic, the 300-yard performance by Chase. Mm-hmm. But – you can't forget what happens like throughout the yeah, game. Yeah, three hundred yards, two hundred yards. I'm about to say yeah, yeah, yeah. two hundred yards. Yards. It's like two hundred. It's like two eighty. Yeah, right? it was something ridiculous. Gosh. But let's not forget that like the Chiefs were winning like the majority of that game. The Chiefs started off like on fire, and then it was chased it. You know, it was chasing Burrow that kind of brought them back. But if you watch some of the individual plays in that game, like. You know, some of it was like just the defense, like the Chiefs defense just being bad. Like mm-hmm. Chase mm-hmm. caught like a, I don't know, it was like a dig route or something and basically just like ran past three or four guys because they took right, bad right. angles. You know, there was one where he just kind of mossed a guy. You know, so like, and, and I'm not taking anything away from the Bengals or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I think the idea is that I think people are, you know, approaching it from a standpoint of, man, since he's hot, They've just been running over people. And really, I, I don't think that that's been the case. They also played a Baltimore team that was just just ramshack with just right, injuries, right, yeah. especially, in the, especially in the defensive backfield. Yeah. So when I see this Raider game, I see a Raiders team that I think has a defense that people don't want to give much credit. You Crosby so? is a problem yeah. when it comes yeah. to the pass rush. Yeah. And for whatever reason, that dude, his motor – 
I mean, if you just watch that Chargers game, going into overtime, watching him just still constantly right. get to the quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, to me that that that's going to be potentially an issue. But I also like I like what they de- I like what they do from a defensive end in terms of limiting the pass catchers. You know, being so you able like to take away the secondary. I don't want to say that I like love their secondary. I no, think they you, do a good you job. Respect them. I respect them exactly. Okay. I respect them enough to just think to not think that Burrow's going to go in there and put up like three hundred plus. I think he that's, can. That's mm-hmm. where we have the biggest difference yeah. there because I I do think because yeah. I think they lost Jonathan Abram to injury. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. a while back. Though. Yeah, I think like I think it was like four or five but, weeks ago. I think it was the Cowboys. Yeah. Oh. Um, but I think it's a, I think it's more of a mixing game. So I so the the way that I approach it is I think I'm definitely more overweight on mixing, but I do have a few chase lineups. Uh, I'm not going to play the Chase Higgins game. I don't think there's a wrong or right answer there. But I'm just like, look, I'm just going to pick two and that's it. But what I've done is like, because I figured out, okay, I feel like, like you said, I had this plan in my head where Dallas loses or this team loses. I'm okay hedging in this game because I do think this game is still going to be high scoring. Mm -hmm. So if I chose Mixon, then I choose Renfro or Waller as my hedge. Uh... Because you got to have one team. That's, you're gonna have one. You got a roster. One team that's gonna lose. It's only yeah, gonna play one yeah. game. Yeah, I love Waller this week. And then if I choose Chase, then I probably am going with uh, Josh Jacobs. Hmm. So like that's how I'm playing playing that. So hmm. real quick. So I like mixing too. And again, going through my little lab process, yeah. I like mixing too. I like mixing just off the jump because if you really look at the slate, in my opinion, mix is really the the, the top running back on mm-hmm. the whole slate. Yep. He's like the slam dunk, mm-hmm. which scares me. Because right. I feel like everybody thinks that way then. Right, like right. Everybody's going to think Mixon is the player running back. Yeah. Um, so that's one reason why I'm like maybe trying to look at like a Chase or a, a Higgins. Uh, another reason though I was on Mixon was I looked at the player props. And we talked about it before the season, yeah. how valuable, for me at least, pra- player props are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It basically says what Vegas thinks is going to happen mm-hmm. as, as far as what the median is. Yeah. Or the mean, I guess. So Vegas has Mixon, I think, four and a half receptions. And like a hundred total yards. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a great game. That's a great yeah. game. You know, and he scored a touchdown. To yeah, yes. and I think the touchdown like maybe it was point five or one five. No, it was point five. It was point five. But anyway, they just he just had a good player prop profile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like this is a great pick. But again, with it, with knowing everybody's on mixing, I've been trying to look at you know on an alternative route. Mm-hmm. Um, but in DFS or in the playoff challenge. Playoff challenge. Oh, you think people are on mixing in the playoff challenge? I think everybody's on mixing. Ah, okay. And I, I've been seeing like some tweets. You know, oh, people tweeting yeah, about the playoff yeah, chat. People yeah. like mixing. Um, what was what was something that I saw? Who who they playing? The Raiders. Yeah, mm-hmm. Raiders. Somebody and beat the Raiders about play the mixing. Titans. Oh, um, the ship chasing. Um, they put a tweet out mm-hmm. where they were interviewing Sean Siegel. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? He's a guy that was real big on zero running back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about how he's like, man, if it was me, I wouldn't play any running back if I didn't have to. Like if it was all flex, it would have been all receivers at tight end would have played. Yeah, in like, the playoff the, challenge. Yeah. He's yeah. like the only running back he really likes is mixing, you know? Hmm. Like, so that just kind of telling yeah. me people are thinking that way. Right, right. Um, but I like mixing too for those reasons, but just to be contrary, I just try to figure out a way to kind of be away from that. Yeah. I like Burrow too. Mm-hmm. Because if the, if the Bengals win, or the Bengals are thirsty, right? 
Let's if they win, they will play the Titans. If they play the Titans. And Titans, you can pass on the Titans. It's very difficult to run against the Titans. I could beat the Titans. And then if they beat the Titans, then they're playing the Bills or, or the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. And I think they can beat them. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so like, I, I have two girls. I looked at bro, I'm yeah. like, man, this dude could be the guy that literally takes yeah. you all the way. Yeah. And it wouldn't be surprising, but yeah. I don't know. Speaking of high scoring games, let's move on to the Pittsburgh Kansas City game. I think that game can be high scoring as well because, listen, I know Big Ben is on his last leg, but hey, every pass could be his last. Man, go look at his I last two see- playoff performances. Right, right. <laughs> so, hey, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, to me, I think it's, I mean, I like Najee because I don't think that the Chiefs can stop the run game, and they do a lot with Najee, but who are you guys actually fading on Pittsburgh? So, yeah, the only Pittsburgh player that I'm rostering is Najee, Mm -hmm. and then I have a little bit of Boswell. Other than that, it's either Najee, I think I have maybe, you know, a few shares here and there. Uh, You're not touching Deontay? No. Interesting. And again, I'm not saying that it's a bad play, but yeah, I, got you. I just feel like there's just going to be so many dump offs to Najee in this game. They're yeah. going to really try and, you know, they're going to start off trying to like run down, you know, you know, you know slow the clock, mm-hmm. run some time off the clock, try and establish the run, you know, do the typical stuff. And they'll try some screens and some dump offs here or there. You know, I'm not gonna, I don't want to say Ben's done. I never. I, I hate the idea of you know he's us done. as analysts saying, oh, you know, he had a trip booked and he was just ready. Yeah. His mind, like you don't, you don't know what these players are going through. Like these are athletes. This is like literally what they've done. That's fair. You think that he don't want to? That he doesn't want to win this game? To me, that's like ridiculous. But yeah. either way, like you know, his arm is still his arm. Like yeah. you know, he, it is what it is. Like yeah. we we have 18 weeks of watching him go through what he went through. And so I, I expect Najee to be a big part of that. So, so the only the only reason I had hesitation, because I'm more on Deontay this week, not only because of the fact that you're playing the Chiefs, you expect a high-scoring game, which means teams are gonna, the opposing team is going to have to pass. Mm-hmm. Deontay's a no more receiver. It just kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I, one thing, and this is kind of galaxy-braining it a little bit, but is uh, with the Chiefs' pass rush, I think is, is effective to some extent. Mm-hmm. Chris Jones, you know, they, they have yeah. guys that can rush the passer. Um, and we all know the – I mean, even going back to the beginning of the season, we were talking about how the Steelers' offensive line is not their strength. Right, you know, They have a right. weak offensive line. So I, I'm a little concerned, and again, this again might be just me galaxy-braining it, mm-hmm. but I'm concerned Najee might have to be utilized to help with the pass rush a little bit. You have 18 weeks of that not happening. No, 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 no right, right, right. But, but they haven't played teams with – they haven't played consistent teams with, that, with a pass rush like that. And mm-hmm. there have been a fair amount of games where Ben has struggled to get out – like he's been, getting, been sacked a lot. But, if, I mean, if, they, if they're struggling with a pass rush, then it's probably going to go to not. I feel like those are dumb. No, but what I'm saying is if they – like I think they might need Najee to help out because I've seen times when he's been pass blocking too. Yeah. So if they, they might, have to go down the field. Yeah, like if it's a high scoring inside. game, tr- they need to sc- like pass every play. I mean, yeah, they can try to do dump offs, but if the pass rush is coming, I mean, there's only so m- much they can do. But here's the thing, though: we all assume that it's going to be. Are we sure that like this Kansas City offensive line can stop that Pittsburgh defensive line the way that they looked last week? Are we sure that they're going to be able to put up? We'll Kansas City is not losing this game. All right. <laughs> Have you, right. This is the thing too. Is that, this is the thing too. Is like that that that, and then I know the the Steelers have had like injuries and they're getting healthy now. But still, their run defense has just been a sieve. Mm-hmm. Okay, so expect some Williams, expect some Gore. I think Darrell Williams is in. a great matchup. Like mm-hmm. it, 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 he's my D- DFS. Darrell Williams DFS. Well, I mean they got three backs now, but yeah, oh yeah, you're McKinney, right. yeah, mm-hmm. but Darrell Williams. But, 
Well, shooting a two, don't, now, two they don't right? have enough mixed in. And then you have to worry about, you know, Hill. You got to worry about Kelsey. Like, the offense, I think, is working the way. Like, I, I feel like Mahomes and Andy Reid, and this is what we talked about, I think, whether it was third quarter or fourth quarter, mm-hmm. that this they were going to figure it out. Like, I was not worried about the Chiefs figuring it out. I felt like every offense comes to a, a bump in a row where defenses have enough film, and then yeah. you just have to do what you have to do, and you have to adjust. Yeah. And they had, you have an elite quarterback, you have an elite play caller, an offensive mind, and, and Andy Reid, and they were able to adjust. So I, I see no issues with the Chiefs uh, winning this game. Yeah. Again, Darrell Williams, DFS, that's Dale's DFS pick. <laughs> Let's talk about the last game, Philly, Tampa Bay, Listen, everybody's fading Philly. I don't think that – I think that's chalk, right? Um, yeah, I would assume so, yeah. But l- let's talk about that matchup for a second. They can, can you, win that game, though. Can you see a scenario where yes. they win that game? I don't yes. see any scenario because whatsoever. Because I don't think that the Bucks are anywhere near as good as they were last year, but I also feel like that offense at times struggles mightily. Hmm. Like mightily. And, again, this kind of goes back to my earlier point. If you look at the final score, uh, they played – who was it? Um – who did they play last week, uh, the last week of the season? After the Jets. Was it the Jets that no, they played? the Jets was the A-B game. Yeah, okay. I think They played the, the Panthers. Okay, the Panthers. Yeah, the but Panthers. the Panthers and the Jets. Really look at both of those games. Yeah. If you look at the final score, you think to yourself, okay, man, they just routed them. They, you know, they, it, was a, it was a walkover. But if you actually watched that game, you actually watched Brady and that offense struggle. Mm-hmm. until it was like time to sort of kind of kick it in the second gear. And granted, the Panthers are a tough defense, but they also had some issues with the Jets. Mm-hmm. And I think, a lo- I think you know, the loss of Godwin and now Antonio Brown and even add in Cyrus Grace, I don't think people really re- understand like how big a loss that is. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a true, you know, powerhouse run game that they can lean on as well. Right. So now you got to, you know, you got to lean on a, an older Gronk, you got to lean on a beat-up Mike Evans, a Brashad Perryman who was cut by the Lions, mm-hmm. uh, Tyler Johnson, young players, and a Cameron Bray, and right. then, a, you know, hopefully a healthy Fournette. Like, I, I, I just don't think this is, you know, in their defense, I keep bringing this up, their defense is not as good as people think it is. Mm-hmm. So the only reason that, <clears throat> you know, I'm not giving Philly much of a chance is because Philly's strength is running the ball. And, you know, Tampa Bay's defensive strength, one of their few strengths, is stopping the run. So mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where the rubber meets the road. So unless Hurts can, you know, find some success through the air, it's just going to be a very tough path for them to win. But after that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's going to be some struggles for the Bucs, I think. so my thing is – so first of all, and I didn't speak on this earlier, I kind of did with the player props, but I do look at Vegas lines in general. Mm-hmm. Kansas City has the highest Vegas line, double-digit favorite. The next fa- highest favorite is the Bucks, eight-point favorite. Mm-hmm. So Vegas almost thinks, I mean, even over a touchdown, Vegas pretty much thinks the Eagles have no chance. But when I just look at the, the, the matchup, um, again, like you just said, the Buccaneers' defense is strength is stopping the run. They're getting a little bit healthier in the, in the secondary. Um, but, you know, if they're good at stopping the run, I don't think Jordan Howard or Miles Sanders is going to be very productive. And, of course, they can break one, you know, any time. But as far as a steady, you know, they're not a sieve defense, so it's going to be yeah. something they're going to have to work toward. So to win the game then or to even be, you know, in the game, they're going to have to pass the ball. And, you know, we've gone through the Jalen Hurts experience this year. You know, we, we saw what he yeah. he is. And we he, he's not somebody I feel like we can just trust, you know. Yeah. Uh, even with when, you know, the pressure's on him, I don't think he's one of those quarterbacks that the pressure's on him, he just kind of just overcomes. Yeah. 
Like, I've seen him be subdued. Um, this is his first playoff game. Yeah. You know, the Eagles weren't even like a like two weeks ago, they weren't even sure they were going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Right. Uh, I still don't feel like he has chem- chemistry with any player except for maybe Goddard. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know. Yeah. Um, Let me add know, this one last point, though. Okay. If you go back to when the Bucks played the Eagles earlier in the season, mm-hmm. and yeah, Bucks routed them, but late in that game, they were running the ball, and they were running the ball very effectively. Mm-hmm. That was a game where they were just like, people were like, why don't you guys just run the ball, run the ball? And right, literally, right. they were just passing, passing, passing. Right. And I think that's when they finally made that's the transition. That's when the crowd like, started cheering yeah. because they that finally ran the ball. Yeah, that was the game. Yeah. They fin- that was like the game, the first game where they, you know, or the, game, the first game, that was the game before they made that transition. But wasn't Vita Vey hurt that game, though? No. Vita- he, I think he ended up getting hurt that game. But still, I think during like there was parts in that like you know the last few drives where they were being very they were very successful on the on the ground. But the only reason okay. I'm bringing that up is because Eagles probably have one of the best rushing O lines in the league. So if there is a team that can have some success again, you know, in terms of running the ball, and other teams have had success too. But if there is a team that can have some success, and you have a quarterback who also is a threat, mm-hmm. it's potentially steal, the, the, uh, the uh, Eagles. And it's not just Miles Sanders, and I don't, I don't know how effective Miles Sanders is going to be with the injury. Yeah. And it's not just Jordan Howard. It's mm-hmm. also Boston Scott. Mm-hmm. Right, right, so there's right. multiple ways that they can beat them. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the, the question for me Galaxy is Brandon. really on the other side. Mm-hmm. To me, if the Eagles' pass rush can't get to, to Brady – Right. I think he's going to chop him up. Yeah. But their secondary, yeah, he should Yeah, I mean, their secondary is fine. Yeah. Slay is, is, is great, you know. And this is why yeah. I have but, zero but Mike if, Evans. But if they give him pressure, I mean, if they don't pressure Brady, yeah. That's true. he's going to find who he needs to find. Yeah. And again, this is, I mean, they won the Super Bowl a few years ago, but the team they have now doesn't have experience. Yeah. Like the Bucs, I mean, keep in mind, the Bucs brought yeah. it back everybody from last year's Super Bowl run. Yeah. These guys have high aspirations, you know. They're, they're, yeah. they're, not, they're not even thinking you know, it could possibly end tonight. They, they're thinking and you got, further, yeah. you know? And, you, and they got to get pressure with a four-man rush. Right. right. Like, right. you cannot blitz Brady. Right. You cannot, like, you got to get pressure with a, with, with a four-man rush. Mm-hmm. That's how you beat Brady. Yeah. So, let's talk about the last game. I don't ever remember a playoff game being on a Monday night. But it was the first time ever. Yeah, yeah. but the Monday night game, Arizona. MLK holiday, too. Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah MLK. Uh, Arizona, Rams, let's talk about that game for a second. It seems like everybody who's playing in a play – I mean, everybody's rostering Cooper Cup, right? Like, you cannot not roster Cooper I tried Cooper to get Cup. off of him, too. You cannot. I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, I have 100%. That's one yeah, of the, I'm I just not playing. Like, why? Why? I mean, I guess you could go Stafford, but why? No, nah, right, not right, the way right, Stafford's right. looked these last yeah. couple of weeks, man. Which yeah. makes it hard to just kind of go all in on the Rams. Just, just Yeah, just roll with Cup. And just keep it moving, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like it's, I can't you got to just have your core, and that's what I do. I just have my core, and then I like change it a little bit here or there. Let me get a little Singletary, a little Diggs, a little Allen. But you know, when it comes to like Cup, Adams, with the exception of one of my Rogers lineups mm-hmm. and Debo, like those are those are just the guys. Hmm. Just the guys. Yeah. So what about uh, Arizona? I do think. Oh, you were actually about to say it. I do think Arizona might struggle. Mm. Yeah, they did not look both good. running and passing. Yeah, they, you know, I so when I was initially making my builds, I actually had a lot of Ertz. I feel like Ertz was in a great spot. 
He's actually been the de facto number one receiving option for the Cardinals with Hopkins being yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wesley's been putting work, and Wesley was one yeah. of my you know dynasty sleepers a few weeks back, so I'm kind of happy about that. Mm-hmm. But the the major threat has been Ertz, and remember the playoff challenge is tied in premium. Yeah. So I'm like, man, this is perfect. Like yeah. hell yeah, Ertz across the board. Yeah. But the more I looked into it, man, low A dot recently, low A dot. But I just I don't know if I give the call much of a chance at all. It's oh, it's, it's it's Kyler Murray, and I keep saying this, I keep bringing it up, like, and I said it last year, and we were hoping, like, we were high on him this year because we we're hoping he was going to take that next step, and he really hasn't. He's just not there as a passer, you know. If you watch, like, his passes are either a glass scheme, ceiling, or you feel like he just I don't know what it is. I don't I don't like it. I don't like his. He was overall, hurt for a lot of the season, so it's hard for me to really. It's not even just that. Like, him, but I, he he does not read defenses very well. I don't know if it's because of his his short stature, but it's either maybe he 50, relies on his. It's either yeah, it's either a fifty fifty ball hmm. or a certain like bubble screen that was set up, hmm. or he's trying to hit Ertz his safety blanket. You, I just rarely see him go through his progressions and find open guys. Yeah. I also don't like their offensive coordinator. I think they do mm. a better job of running the ball because they have to. But to me, Kyler, like, if he's not running, if there's not DeAndre Hopkins there, an elite wide receiver to sort of kind of bail him out, yeah. he's just an average quarterback and against a, a, a pretty good defense like the Rams. Yeah. You're right. Like, I, I, I just struggle to see them win that game. The only way they lose that game – is if Stafford throws just, a bunch of yeah, six picks. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the only way they lose and, that game. And the crazy thing is, and I said it just a second ago, Wesley has been operating almost like their number one or number two wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Wesley, who was nothing for the majority of the season, undrafted guy, was let go by the Ravens. He came out of Texas Tech. So that's really why he's getting his work. He, he, mm-hmm. he has the knowledge of the Kingsbury system from mm-hmm. college because he played literally under him. But he's acting like he's their main receiver. But yeah. look at all his routes. They're not even the D-hop routes. And I agree no, with you. No, no, they're not. They're basically nines and yeah. fade routes. Right, mm-hmm. right. Like, well, they're basically throw it up and you go jump yeah. and get it. If that's their main guy, nah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Nah, they going to work. They yeah. gonna work. Like, I honestly, and, and man, I need to look into it. I was, I was waiting done, to get too. word on Hopkins. Like, is Hopkins in? That. I told y'all that. Yeah, what? AJ Green done. AJ yeah, Green is done. He's done. He's done. He had a few little moments here and there, but he's nah, not, man, he's I don't good. even but care. But this was a time for him to really. His shine. few little moments were like the push off, <laughs> the one that he got caught you know on. Crazy, he is done. I he even, is done. I didn't even think about him. I was thinking more about Kirk as the other guy. I forgot all about AJ Green. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened yeah. with Kirk. Kirk is just not. <laughs> Kirk is not it. He, he has some not moments it. as well. He's but, yeah. but, uh, but he's not it. He's Towards not the it. end of the season, he just faded. Yeah, he faded. Yeah. But yeah, man. So if the Cardinals are using that type of offense, and then Connor being out, yeah. Now I like Chase. Well, Connor looked good, man. Yeah. And Connor has that goal line, you know, acumen. Yeah. Chase has like one one touchdown this year? Maybe. I know there's a time he had no touchdowns. Yeah. That was the big thing. So, like they fans, need to be able to run the ball. If they can't not if they can't yeah, run the ball man. against the Rams, they need they're not gonna win. Uh, they need Connor because they need Connor and Chase and they need to be able to run the ball. If they cannot run who, the ball, they're gonna have issues. Who do you think Ramsey covers? I think he just moves around. I don't think there's no, he, he don't even respect anybody in no, there. No, like, there's nobody to respect. Oh, these these scrubs. Just whoever comes to my side, you know. Just, <laughs> Honestly, I think, yeah. I think who who be, wants to be the sacrificial layer? Just yeah, he'll just be moving around. I think third down. I think on third down, he'll probably cover Ertz. Gotcha. You know, and I think they'll be smart about it too. I think it'll be on like pivotal third downs. It'll be like on, you know, right. uh, you know, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, touchdown. yeah, exactly. Damn, the yeah. Cardinals have no shot, bro. Yeah, three touchdowns for. Uh, no, I like him this week, two, though. I like two, him this week in DFS. Two touchdowns. Nobody will be on him because I don't think that Connor will play, but I'm not 100% sure. No, I, I think they said Connor is going to be out. Or maybe game time decision. I yeah. don't know. He's a game time decision right game now, time. but he hasn't practiced all week. 
So, last question for the night. Who is the player that is most likely to disappoint players in this tournament? Zeke. Nah. I have zero. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't way, I really, even thought about Zeke. <laughs> yeah, Zeke. I really like Elijah Mitchell this week. I do want to put that out there. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really like him this week. All right. But uh, Zeke. Player most likely to disappoint, A.B. Let me explain myself, though. Go ahead. Let me explain myself because I got to think about because, my Because, <laughs> and the reason I say is because, and me and Dorsey were talking about this. When we were first were talking about the Cowboys, because Dorsey's a Cowboys fan, right? Yeah. So we were like, who is the player on the Cowboys people will really like to play? Yeah. You know? And um, we talked about, so the we talk, so when we think about this, we usually think about the passing game. So we talked first about their passing game. CeeDee Lamb, you know, the highest touted receiver. Mm-hmm. But he, did, he only had three catches last week. Mm-hmm. So that lets you know you can't trust him. Mm-hmm. Again, we talked. I talked about Schultz with Jarwin coming back. His role went down, yeah. decreased. So then we're like, okay, um, uh, Amari Cooper is a consideration, maybe. You know, maybe. But you know, with the passing game, the, the Cowboys, it can mess around and be Cedric Wilson. Yeah. You know. So we're like, okay, Zeke is the guy. You know, bam. You know, and he came to the same conclusion. But then the more I started thinking about it, number one, Pollard's coming back. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, I don't think the Forty Nineers are gonna let them run on them like that. Mm-hmm. I think Zeke might be a trap play because he's not getting enough passing work. If he doesn't score a touchdown, he's not. And if the Cowboys lose, again, I think the Cowboys are going to lose. Right. If those three things happen, Zeke's going to be a dud. But I think a lot of people are considering Zeke as the Cowboys play. Especially when when you look at the landscape of running backs. Like yeah. Zeke, yeah. Zeke is one of the few like, you would consider. Right, right. So I feel like he's the one that's going to make, like, going to sink people's lineups because I think he's going to be played a lot. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so that's the only reason why I think Zeke. All right. I mean, I agree with you. I have 0% Zeke, but I'll, I'll choose somebody else. Um, I'm going to go with Mike Evans. Oh, man. Okay. So right. from, you know, and this is one of those places where I've been able to differentiate, and this is why I'm going chalk across the board everywhere else, or in many places anyway. Uh, I have pretty, pretty much mostly four net. So I'm basically going to roll the dice. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's a hammy. I know it can aggravate at any point. I know he may not be That's 100% healthy. Yeah. And, and I'm fine with that. Like, if he, if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. And I just sit back and I do it and I become a fan. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't like the matchup against Darius Slay. Uh, yeah. Mike Evans, to me, just kind of watching him is, you know, he's just bad. I mean, he's a warrior. He's just battled through injuries. Mm-hmm. He does not look 100%. You know, they played some suspect, uh, you know, um, defensive back recently uh, with uh, Carolina being, you know, having some injuries back there and the, and the Jets defensive back. So he's performed in those in those respects. But Darius Slay's a bad – Darius Slay's been playing, you know, pretty elite all year. Yeah. Uh, and the opposing corner, I think, is uh, Nelson has really not been playing elite, which is why I've been kind of, get, you know, loading up on some Perryman shares uh, in some of these drafts. But – so I see Mike Evans struggling, and then one thing that you can do against the Eagles is like destroy them with tight ends. Mm-hmm. I feel like they just like don't realize that like tight ends can actually catch passes. So I think it'll be like a Gronk and Break game. You know, you brought up DFS. You mm-hmm. know, you know, look at Cameron Braid as like a DFS uh, tight end pump play, and I think uh, it'll be a lot of Fournette like dump offs and, and catches. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I love Fournette because I feel like he can have like five or six catches per game. I feel like he's like it for their goal line. Uh, if healthy, like I feel like he will be the guy. So, um, Mike Evans, Mike Evans for me. And you know, I think people have been throwing around that like there's not a lot of good running backs. I don't know. Maybe I'll like have a you know maybe Who the I'm running backs you like champ. I mean, former champ. 
Has been champ. Has been. Has been. Remember that time, champ? Remember that time he was a champ? Well, you know, back in 20, 2019. <laughs> Sit down, let me tell you a story, kids. <laughs> back in the day. No, no man, we're going to name this episode uh, Washed King. Hashtag Washed King. Man, who dethroned yeah. me? I need to reach out to who dethroned me. Like, I'm coming for you, man. Yeah, man I'm hey. looking for every league that you were in. Yeah. Like, he'll probably play one more, one team again. Right, and, right, and win right. It again. But yeah. uh, no, as far as like running backs, I like Devin Singletary actually a lot. Okay. Mm. Uh, I got. I just. I, do you think the Bills beat the, the Patriots? I do. I okay. Do, I do. And I, I'm, agree, and I'm, I agree with you. Yeah. How, how confident are you in that? I'm about. Uh, I don't even know how to quantify that. Okay. Seventy-five percent. <laughs> <Right. Yeah, laughs> like, what am I gonna do with that information? <laughs> oh, okay. It makes sense now. Seventy-five percent confidence interval. <laughs> uh, I also like, uh, and I'm okay with if you want to like play Damian Harris as like a you know. You know, one of those variant plays. No, because he because he's done well. He's, he's still done very relevant. Well. Thank you, Damian Harris. He, well, he's done well. He's yeah, done he well is. against the Bills, like very well against the Bills. Yeah. Uh, but Devin Singletary, Joe Mixon, uh, Derrick Henry is the only Titans player that I played. And I probably think I have a hundred percent. So again, if he does not play well, if he does not play, I'm I'm done. Uh, but Derrick Henry, uh, Leonard That's Fournette the thing that makes me like yeah. just yeah, Leonard Fournette. I don't I got have a secret. I want to say when yeah. you're finished. I don't have Aaron Jones, but oh my God, Aaron Jones could easily blow oh, yeah. up in the playoffs. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I know everybody's going Devontae Adams, and that's mm-hmm. and 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 I am too as well. Mm-hmm. But Aaron Jones could easily blow up because I I know people are worried about AJ Dillon, and for the regular season, yeah, I, that's why we were on AJ Dillon. Right. But for the playoffs, yeah, Aaron Jones can do it all. The whole point was to spell exactly, him for the exactly, yeah. and so I don't think they the. the the Packers are going to be in a situation where they can say, okay, let's just spell you. I think they're going to say, let's get our best player on the field. And the thing about Aaron Jones is, yes, A.J. Dillon can catch passes. Yes, A.J. Dillon is a beast between the tackles, but he's not as good as Aaron Jones. Not between the tackles, not in terms of catching the ball, and not even on the goal line. Like, Aaron Jones Mm. is – no, he's not not on the goal. People think because he's a bigger back – no, Aaron Jones has – the thing about Aaron Jones is, like, you have to worry about him as a pass catcher. Mm -hmm. You have to worry about him in so many ways. So on the goal line, yeah, you can just you know immediately try to blast through these rushing lanes. But then, then you like you hurt yourself because he could easily kind of you know you know run out into the flat. Hmm. So and then he just has a knack of finding the end zone. So what I can, I see a scenario where Lafleur is like, look, Aaron Jones, we saved you all year. Take us home and Green Bay again. I don't think they're going to be in games where they're just going to be blowing people out. Right. So Aaron Jones could just take. Away, you know, just could just really smash. And teams could say, "Look, we've seen enough tape on Devontae Adams. We've seen his back shoulder throw. We've seen these fades. We just got to double cover him and take him out. Right. We got to double bracket him and take him out. And then it ends up being a Lazar game because I know not many people are rostering right. Lazar. And if it's and if they're double bracketing uh, Devontae Adams, that means that there's one less guy that's looking at Aaron Jones. So. Right. Uh, now, now I got to get an Aaron Jones lineup. I didn't talk myself into that. <laughs> Let's talk I got to get an Aaron Jones lineup. Yeah. Let's talk about Derrick Henry for a minute because I think you wanted to say something yeah. about Derrick Henry in Tennessee. Oh, my secret? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> my secret is I'm strongly considering, and I've actually made, I got six lineups. Okay. So I, at, at first I had them in all. Then I was like, man, I started thinking it through. I was like, man, I'm going to take him. I'm, I'm going to take them out of all of them. So I had zero. Now I'm 50%. All right. I think I might fade the Titans as a whole. Me too. Damn. 
but but I think I put Everybody's it into the group the chat. Look, I like, see the Bengals. Okay, everybody's paying the Titans. There, there the goes thing. me thinking I'm I'm over here in the minority. Yeah, nah, but you say other people thinking this. Yeah, I yeah. think everybody's paying the Titans. I think okay. the contrarian play. And honestly, when you look, that's at the crazy Titans, if you think about it. Though the number one seed, yeah. But people, because people don't view them as the number one seed because yeah. of all the injuries they had. But if you actually go pull up the Titans like uh, uh, win loss records, they've actually beat elite. Teams in the league, yeah, I know. even without Derrick Henry. Yeah, I and know. the thing is, is like their defense is actually. To but but me, I'll like say this: that well. comment, that point you just made, I saw a stat online the other day where Deontay Foreman's been doing so well. Mm-hmm. He's almost been doing not Derrick Henry like, but like a watered down. You know, it's a, a broke very, man's, very watered down. You know, yeah, but still, he's been he's been that productive. Yeah. He's been giving that much rushing. Yeah. It, it, it ain't basically what I'm saying. It ain't been like since they lost Henry, they haven't gotten nothing out of the running game. It's like they're still getting a fair amount out of the yeah. running game. But I don't know. I thought I was the only one fading the Titans. Yeah. And the fact that I'm not makes me have to reconsider yeah. that. And when it comes to the Derrick Henry uh, injury, based on the timeline, like he should have been ready last week. Right, no, no. You he know? should be back. And, and based on the studies, like, and again, Derrick Henry is like his own beast, like given his like body size, how fast he runs. Etc. But like based on like I think the studies, I think the risk of re-injury is like Pretty you low. know pr- very low. Here's the question: when you though. wait a certain period of time, and I think mm. he's like waited that period. Here, of time. Here's the real question you have to ask yourself. I don't think the question is whether he's ready. Mm. The question I would think you have to ask yourself is how much are they going to play him in Foreman? I think Vable is it going to mm. literally be is, right back to what it was before? I think or, so. Or is it going to be we heard him last time? Mm-hmm. We have another guy who's been playing pretty well. Let's have them both be ready because we want to go the long. Yeah. And, and this is, again, where I go back to, like, play by play by play. Because Foreman, yes, he'll have, like, that one moment where he just, like, boom. Mm-hmm. But he has a lot of moments where he's, like, not seeing a hole or where he makes a mistake or where it's just, like, one or two yards. Because even when they closed out on the Texans game, it wasn't Foreman. Mm-hmm. Even on the goal line, they right. took out Foreman. They put right. in Hilliard. Right. Because he was the one that was actually, you know, doing a better job of finding the holes. Right. And even to close out that game, the like last right. drive of the game, they put in here. So when, what I'm thinking about is the player himself, and I'm also thinking about the head coach. And right. this went back to like, you know, like the Steelers days when you think of like Mike Tomlin. And when I think of this head coach, I think if he thinks his player is ready and his player thinks that he's ready, then I think he'll have close to his work normal workload, which would be like, you know, maybe it's like 90, 95%, but I'm fine with 90, 95%. Hmm. I mean, like we like we used to always say, and I, I'm, I don't know where I'm at at this moment, it doesn't matter what we think. It literally matters what the coaches think, and we mm-hmm. don't know what the coaches think at this moment. Yeah. Remember when the injury first happened, the, 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 the concern was he was hurt for the season, yeah. right? That's what everybody was saying. He was done, you know? He's back now. Again, Foreman hasn't just been just uh, 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 nothing. I, I, like, me personally, I would say, okay, put him back in. He's your best threat. Let's go. But if there's, we don't know what's, what's being discussed. We don't know what the trainer, we don't even know what his foot is like, right? Mm-hmm. We, we can hy- hypothesize we all we want. Him. Right. So yeah. the trainers could be like, yeah, he's good to go, but work him in. And, and this is what I like about it. And this is why I have 100% of him. Because I either want to be overweight on him or I want to be underweight. Mm-hmm. There are very few places in this tournament where you can be, you know, you can be very definitive and you can just like, 
you know, be different from mm-hmm. the field. I think a lot more people are going to be on AJ Brown or be like, you so, okay, that's the question I was going to ask. Do you, do you feel like people are not going to be on Henry Tough? Yeah, I feel like enough people are going to be like you, where they're just okay. like, Titans probably not going to well, win. Well, Let me if face that's them, true, or, if that's true, I need to make some Henry lineups. Yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why. <laughs> because his ceiling is so high. I thought. Yeah. I thought he would have been universally. To me, in my mind, when people think about, because first of all, first of all, I didn't think people were fading the Titans mm-hmm. as a number one seed. I thought people were just naturally. Putting them one season. Man, there. pull up my draft. Yeah. Look at where the Titans are going. They're all down below the board. Well, the second thing is because I didn't think people were fading the Titans, I felt like people had one or two choices AJ or Henry. And if you look back, you know, um, you know, recency bias, mm-hmm. if yeah. you look back at last week with AJ Green, I mean, AJ Brown, he didn't do anything. Yeah. You know? So people take that into consideration and be like, eh, let me go with Henry. That's how I was just thinking. Yeah. yeah. But if you're telling me, number one, First of all, if you're telling me not everybody, people are considering fading the Titans, which I didn't think. And number two, you think more people are going to be on AJ than Henry. Then to me, that means I need to then consider getting on Henry. I feel but, like but look right here, Henry was the first running back taken. So well, go back to the other draft, not this one. No, this is the latest one. The other one was kind of recent too. He's the first running back taken. He's so that, that tells yeah. me that that people yeah. still feel like yeah. Henry is going to be Henry. You that's know, true. that's true. But look who was taken before him, A.J. Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to that last draft. What was A.J. Brown taking? Yeah. Just like just right after him on that one. Yeah. I, yeah. But, say, but so, so, and so look where still, Tannehill was taken. Yeah. He was one of the last QBs yeah. taken. But, but it's still kind of toss up. Yeah. People yeah. are like mm-hmm. Henry yeah. or A.J. Brown. Yeah, yeah. It's not like people are like total, uh, more on board with one or the other. But enough of a 50-50. And that's right. why I don't want to. I don't want Because when you make these lineups, it's not like you're making the exact same lineup and then you're making one change. Mm-hmm. Probably you're making three or four changes in each lineup. So I was yeah. like, look, I just want to have, for me personally, I want to have a core and live off of that core. And that way I know I'm right. And then just have a little bit of variation, you know, uh, elsewhere. Because or else, I mean, you can you can make a case for any of these guys. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Thinking about this conversation right here, there's a there's a small chance Julia, Julia, Julio Jones could hit. Yeah, but mm-hmm. nobody's rostering Julio. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Because of that, he <laughs> can really that one, hit. hit. Yeah. He looked he, he looked decent his last game. He looked, yeah, he scored a touchdown. And they were running him out of the and, slot and a little bit more too. Looking at how too. low he's picked right here, yeah, they he's were going after wide receiver threes. Yeah. yeah, they were running him out of the slot a little bit more, which may be where you need to like run Julio now. Because, because honestly, I, I really think, yeah, Henry might do his thing, but for the Titans to be successful, if they were to make a run, to me, I feel like they have to pass the ball. I yeah. feel like it has to be with Henry on the run. No, no, they're going to run the ball, but the, yeah. I feel like they can't. Totally not pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And if they're gonna pass, it's one or two players to me. AJ or I mean, I don't know. Ferkser went off last game. Who knows? Ferkser went off? Ferkser and then Nikhil, uh what's his name? Nikhil Westbrook, Westbrook. here. Yeah, he was he was yeah. he was involved, so you know, it was one of those deals. Interesting. All right, guys, it's getting kinda late. I mean, I think I think we wrapped is that up everything? for everything. Is that it? That's it. Man. That's it, man. That's this it. is this is the, this is literally uh, the season finale. Season finale. There's no yeah. part no part two, no part three. This is Listen, it. Man, this is it. Hey, good season luck, guys. Finale. Season finale. No, not good luck to Wait, y'all. I feel nah, like there's yeah, some. Yeah, I had good luck during the regular season. I feel like there's <laughs> some. Let me have this one. Oh, yeah. There's, there's something <laughs> I want to say. And Abby said it a little earlier, but I want to touch on it. I meant to touch on it earlier when Abby was talking about he wanted to kind of look at dynasty stuff a little bit more often. Mm-hmm. And it just hit me. I was like, that's actually a good idea. I've always been kind of telling y'all to get into dynasty leagues, mm-hmm. but maybe you don't have to get play in dynasty leagues, mm-hmm. but be aware of dynasty knowledge because that dynasty mm-hmm. knowledge is going to be helpful, mm-hmm. especially if you want to just kind of get that edge. You know, yeah. y'all should be trying to get edge. Everybody's always catching up. You know, you're always being walked down to some yeah. extent. 
Um, so even if y'all don't play Dynasty, maybe be aware of Dynasty because these players today are, I mean, and you're seeing it, like they become relevant players within a, a year or two, mm-hmm. like very quickly. Yeah. You know, so just that small, just knowing about them before the, the field, like Elijah Mitchell, for instance, yeah. he was a very highly touted running back at Louisiana, um, one of the, whatever Louisiana school. Mm-hmm. He was just drafted late. Yeah. But you, the people in the dynasty world knew he had talent. Mm-hmm. So people were still drafting. Now, if you were to take speed. that into, into your mindset when you're doing your FFPC and the day Moster was hurt, you can be like, shoot, Moster hurt? Mitchell, you yeah. know, because I know he has talent yeah. Yeah. rather than waiting to see it happen. Yeah. So I, I do think it's a good idea to consider getting a dynasty. Oh, uh, I, I usually give my stashes or players yeah, to pick up, yeah. but the problem right now is most dynasty leagues are locked. Mm-hmm. So you can't even pick up anybody right now. So it doesn't really matter. So whenever we record our next one, I'll give you some guys that uh, consider picking up. All right, guys, that's it for tonight. Please like, rate, subscribe. We're out. Stay ready. Uh, coming out the barbershop too lit. Pocket full of nickels blowing super draw. Uh, smoother than the Cadillac with cruise control. Doing what I do, you know. Women playing hard to get As I pull up on the boulevard flossing it Like, ain't that boy cold? Ain't that boy cold? On something like a freezer, ain't I? Even when I seem kinda out of season, ain't I? Up to date with it, do your thing, don't play with it Fade away sweet like Jay did it Swish, summertime with a winter breeze Summer grind on my mind, I don't get to breathe
Shout out to Soul Dad, brother. It's good music. Getting loud.